Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Stryer. We're here talking about the Vikings 27-22 win over the Jets. Tom, we talked about the first half, how they probably should have won this game a lot in more convincing fashion than they mm-hmm. did. They did not. Um, it, it, you know, it came down to the wire. The defense allowed Mike White to throw for 369 yards, allowed Zonovan Knight, who was on the practice squad two weeks ago, to run for 90. Mm-hmm. Um, Garrett Wilson, 162 mm-hmm. yards receiving. Um, Duke Shelley, not the answer. Kind of a, a tough position position to put a practice squad cornerback and Duke Shelley in, but mm-hmm. he couldn't hang with Garrett Wilson. All of that added up, but when the Vikings needed to on defense, they came through late with, with a big goal line stand. Now that forcing a you know a turnover on downs, aided mm-hmm. by the fact that Braxton Berrios drops a ball in the end zone, um, would have been a tough catch. And then Cam Bynum, obviously making the the, the interception with about ten seconds to play at the goal line. Mm-hmm. What, what can you say about this defense? Because all season long, it's been like they're going to give up a lot of yards, and they they somehow find a way not to give up a lot of points. Yeah, it was evident today. Um, it, it's kind of a microcosm of the Vikings as a whole, like this can't continue um, and you expect the same results. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think you can think about it two ways. First of all, like gash plays are bad because teams can score on them. Right. I mean, that's why you don't want to give up big uh, runs or or passing Mm -hmm. plays. But I think the second thing is that they can be demoralizing. And one thing like Jordan Hicks said is like, we just kind of see it as the next play. Right. And I think 
that's kind of what the coaching staff allows them to do. If you think you're going to come back and be scapegoated for doing something wrong, you tend to get defensive and go, or, or just kind of bummed out. And you're like, well, we give up this big play. They're going to score anyways, or I'm going to go back on the sideline. Everyone's going to think mm-hmm. I screwed something up. I think it's that they've allowed them to just focus play to play. Um, and again, aside from, from the, you know, Mike White, um, sneak or whatever they they did keep them out of the end zone in the red zone so um part of it's that mental side that like it's probably devastating to give up these guys you know you you listen to these yardage for their star players it's because they just like went off for like you know like 60 yards down the seam or whatever mm-hmm. um i think the second part is the problem is the jets aren't scoring on those gash plays but i do dallas did right mm-hmm. um exactly. uh, early on philadelphia did the Niners are such a weird team when you're going through all this. They have so many injury issues and they've had them for years, but like, you know, a healthy Niners team would do that to you. And even what you'd worry about is like something stupid, like Taylor Heineke doing that to you, you know, in a Mm -hmm. matchup again, you know, in the playoffs or something like that. So um, I do think they have the mental side down at least so far. And that again, the culture is better. You notice like, Last year, there's a lot of finger pointing Zimmer chief among them. Right. But it was kind of this defensiveness. Mm-hmm. There's been less of that. Right. Kirk's been like, yeah, you know, I, I got to be better in this situation. The, um, you know, people are more willing to coaches, players say like, yeah, I messed something up. And I think that does allow them to just focus play to play. So um, I don't know. This is a winning formula against teams like the Jets. It doesn't give you a lot of confidence you know, as we creep closer to the playoffs. Yeah. Great point about, you know, this might work against the Eagles because they're, they're not taking those chunk plays in the, or it might work against the Jets because they're not taking those chunk plays in the, mm-hmm. uh, into the end zone, but it, it won't work against the Eagles. won't work against the Cowboys. Jets finished one in, one in six in the red zone today. Mm-hmm. Mike White was good in mm-hmm. the second half, but mm-hmm. he still wasn't good enough to get, take, turn those field goals into touchdowns. So it's like, yeah. you're right. Like, Jalen Hurts will be good enough to turn those field goals into touchdowns. Dak Prescott proved a couple of weeks ago that he can turn those field goals into touchdowns. Again, it's hard to kind of to pin the, the, the 49ers right now because we don't know about Jimmy Garoppolo's health. The Seahawks could, though. Like, that's the thing. It's like, again, Geno Smith's not a franchise quarterback, but like, that's the problem is that you're both opening up a potential loss to a team that's favored, but also a team that you're expected to beat in the first round because any team in the playoffs will be good enough to beat you on chunk plays. Yeah, no, that, and so like, that's why you have to continue if you're the defense to like, and Kevin O'Connell said it as much after the game, right? I think I appreciate these, these, these comments from him because mm-hmm. you, you look at this game if it was the other way around, if it was the Mike Zimmer regime, right? Mm-hmm. And if people were asking Mike Zimmer after the game, well, you know, you gave up a lot of yards. Like, does that concern you? He would immediately shift to, like, we won the game. And and Kevin O'Connell asked that today, said, like, yeah, like, we have to to look at this and to look ourselves in the mirror and look inward and find a way to be better. Because I think deep down, Kevin O'Connell knows what you just said, Tom, that, like, if they continue to do this against good teams in the playoffs – it's no guarantee that you're going to get that interception at the goal line with 10 seconds left in the game. You, that that yeah. ball might go in the end zone and you lose and your season is over. So there's definitely room to improve. We say that every week, um, but kind of the same tenor every week is the same, like, well, it's better to learn these lessons after wins, which is what the Vikings are able to continue to do because they continue to win these games in, in close fashion. And I do think there's a difference. I do think they're callous a little bit. Like I think they're, 
you know, maybe not more relaxed, but like more used to be pressed against their own end zone, right? And having to deliver in the red zone. I think they're used to giving up a gash play and having to clamp down. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've had, think of like the Chicago game where they let Chicago, I thought they were going to like bury Chicago, right? And then mm-hmm. they let them back in. It felt exactly like this game. What I don't think, I don't think they fully implemented the lessons yet, right? Because if they would, they beat teams by more. And so I think maybe that's the next step. There's like a little nuance in language or a little nuance in, in how you're thinking about this, but like they've become callous. They've, they've done this in lower stakes environments because an individual game mm-hmm. doesn't matter that much usually. Um, but yeah, there is some frustration that like they haven't fixed it and we're this deep in the season. Yeah. I mean, there's five weeks to fix it or there's mm-hmm. five weeks to kind of tune up, I guess. Cause yeah. like, you're not going to play at any point in the next five weeks. Well, the Giants, but the Giants, I, I, I'm not sure how to feel about them. Yeah, You're not going to play a team of a caliber that you're going to face in a month and a half from now when the playoffs roll around. So yeah, yeah. if you're going to learn these lessons and, and try and continue to improve, uh, you better do it against these teams. Because if you continue to keep, if they keep winning games like this, like they did against the Jets today, like they did against the Patriots on Thanksgiving. Like if the next five weeks goes similarly, uh, my confidence heading into the playoffs, regardless if they lock down the two seed, is going to be pretty low because we've seen what happens when they play a Philadelphia, when they play a Dallas, um, and they try and win this way. Uh, They don't. it's pretty funny looking at these last three games. So, right, these, this is coming off a two-game road, stri- road trip nearly lost in Washington on this crazy mm-hmm. game in Buffalo, right? Dallas looked like Dallas figured it out. Like, if yep. it felt like it was like you can snuff out Jefferson if you just pressure Kirk, especially with Derisaw out, right? And we think Derisaw will be eventually back in. But it seemed like Dallas created this blueprint that a guy like Belichick would fully execute on four days later, right? Yeah. And I think it was impressive that there was a fi- enough of a fix that not only the Vikings were able to win the game, but they did it on their own terms, right? They, even though they weren't successful in running the ball, they kept doing it. Uh, even though Belichick really wanted to take Jefferson out, he was incapable of doing that. And obviously, I mean, it took like a kick return, which in today's game is a pretty weird play, right? Like, and it's an anomaly, but like the, the Patriots win actually felt impressive to me. The problem is this didn't feel like they built off of the Patriots win, right? They, they gave Kirk enough of protection, sure. Like, he was only sacked twice, I think, for 14 yards. It obviously wasn't as devastating as the Dallas game. But it didn't feel like they took a next step beyond that. It felt like they kind of did, like, a lazier version of, you know, of the Patriots game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty similar circumstance in the sense that really good defense – not a great quarterback. I think it's pretty insulting to compare Mac Jones and Mike White, but like Mac Jones has opened himself up to that kind of comparison now. Yeah. Um, so, so in some ways it's like, it's like they just kind of took the formula from the, from the past game and implemented. I, I just thought after 10 games off, you, you rest, you have t- plenty of time to prepare. It's, it's the freaking jets. I think that's why it feels like a letdown beyond the fact that like everyone I've talked to is like, wow, that's the, you know, the weirdest win the Vikings have had, it felt like a loss, right? Aside from that kind of feel, I think it's also just like, why didn't they progress from the Patriots game to the Jets game? All right. We're definitely on the same page about this, this formula and how it works now and it won't work later. But like on the flip side of that, like, is there something to be said about gaining confidence in Mm -hmm. close games, like Mm -hmm. in gaining confidence, in winning close, but also winning in the way they do the defense stepping up, almost expecting to, to get a stop late in the game. 
while I don't think the formula is sustainable, I kind of think that like getting reps of confidence is something that could help them in the playoffs. Where do you kind of land with that? Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. And the that. games are going to be close in the playoffs. Yeah. 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 And it's the thing is like, they keep saying this. Like I think Harrison Smith said, yeah, it feels like a playoff environment. I mean, I guess, first of all, it just never will be exactly like that. It's not an elimination game. Playoffs are just a different animal, but in terms of like, this is a loud fan base. They'll turn on you quick. If you start to struggle against the jets, uh, the fact that the jets made it close, just like all these other games before I, I get that. And I do think that's, that's valuable. I think where it's most valuable is this is a team that is, has a lot of veteran players, um, but is still dependent on some younger guys. Right. And I think a team like this, if the veterans don't believe in the, the younger players who lack experience, lack yeah. all this kind of stuff they're building right now, um, you can create like a rift in the locker room, right? It's two different sets of players. If you're Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith, Kirk Cousins, um, you go go on down the line, um, even like a guy like Eric Kendricks, like you're going, we need to do this now, right? And there's other guys on this on this team who have a little more time to be mm-hmm. great, I guess, if you want to say that, to put together winning seasons. I think this is probably, that's the best thing is there seems to be universal trust. It's not just trust among the veterans and trust among the young guys. And that's that's actually, I think, where you're building valuable experience here in these one-score games. Yeah, perfect example, right? Late in the game, Harrison Smith misses a pick, drops mm-hmm. the pick, and mm-hmm. it would have ended the game. Mm-hmm. Two play or one play, maybe two plays, one play later. Yeah. Cam Bynum, young player kind of makes up for the veteran drop in the ball steps up interception game over. So yeah, there are, there are elements to that of like, it's not just the old guys pulling on this rope and the young guys being along for the ride saying like, okay, you know, let's get reps now and, and, and we'll be better in the future. Like everyone seems to be pulling on that same rope. Yeah. So it was the pass of Wilson that Smith nearly picked off and he looked devastated, but there's a big difference between disappointment in yourself that you didn't make a play to end it. And kind of this feeling that like, I didn't make the play that we're going to lose um, interception on the next play. And then Bynum. And I think Bynum, Bynum's an interesting player in that he's a, so he was a corner in college. They converted him last year. So the old regime did that. And I think he's such a different player than Smith, you know, Smith kind of plays close. Like he's a savvy veteran. Bynum's kind of learning the footwork and the intricacies of mm-hmm. playing safety and playing really deep, which I think is why they kept giving up, um, uh, you know, plays in the middle or whatever against the pass. But like that, that it is, it is a cool aspect that it, it feels like Harrison Smith had as much faith in Bynum as he did any of his other teammates. And, and Bynum came through huge, huge, huge play at the end. And you could just tell in the uh, stadium, it went from the Vikings are going to do the Vikings thing to like, maybe this team's a little different <laughs> and that is a significant change. Yeah. They certainly, uh, they certainly make it interesting every week. Um, the, the defense obviously stepped up um, in, in, in the big moments when they needed to, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the offense, a little bit about Kirk cousins, not his best day, um, but he still, when the Vikings needed a drive, he was able to kind of march them down the field in, in a way that was able, you know, allowed them to, to, to get enough points that they, that's what they needed in the end. Uh, wasn't an impressive day for Kirk Cousins, um, but we'll kind of break it down when we come back.